All right, you guys, I want to welcome everybody to a very special episode of Black Baby Moms BBM. I'm your girl, your host, Margie. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. This is a little bit different. I'm switching things up, doing things a little different on this week's episode. Um, Lately, I've been doing a lot of visuals. YouTube uploads. If you haven't already subscribed, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel at Mother Marge on YouTube. Again, subscribe, please, please, please. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. However, um, I think there's a lot of pressure sometimes that goes into um, creating a visual, whether it be for just Instagram or for TikTok or for YouTube or whatever platform you're using or I'm using. And this week, I wanted to like lower that pressure a little bit. So if you're with me, if you agree, if you're into that, let me know your thoughts. Find me on Instagram at BBM podcast underscore or my direct page, which is Mother Marge, M-U-V-A underscore M-A-R-J. This week, I just want to dive right in to these topics. A lot of stuff has been going on in the country, in the world and specifically more so our community. And I really want to like connect with you all, touch base, see if anybody's been ever, you know, discriminated against in your neighborhood, at your job, at your, um, you know, place that you go commonly. Because I've actually had some experiences recently that I'm not really excited to share. And I don't want to start off the show on a negative note, but um, I have to be real. And I want to be more transparent and just full disclosure, uh, I'm not like an activist, but I do believe that education and knowledge is power. A lot of the times recently I've been realizing some of these companies, these industries, the people working at these businesses really play on the uh, fact that maybe some people of the African-American black culture are, I guess they think we're ignorant or we don't have the education or we don't know our rights all the time um, based on just maybe a stereotype, looking at a certain type of black individual, black female like myself, a single mom um, who is living with MS, all these other different labels I can put on myself. But um, the reality is we are educated and we do have knowledge. And the more we empower ourselves, we we really just are helping ourselves and everyone who looks like us too, to understand like we have, we have a lot of rights that are being violated. Unfortunately, it's just, that's, just, that's what it is. That's what this country was built on. Um, so again, I'm not really an activist, but lately I've been facing some discrimination. It's not fun. coffee break. Okay, coffee is a necessity. If you're a mom, if you're a parent at all, or if you're just like me, a female that is going through life, drink your coffee, period. (laughs) Um, Back to discrimination, I recently have been dealing with like a leasing office issue. And I didn't know that people that work Uh, like landlords can genuinely like abuse their power, abuse their authority, 
uh, trying to kick me out, kick me and my daughter out for various reasons that are very like astronomical. I've even gotten like legal advice, legal help. And now like, this is not right. This is what you can do. These are the steps that you can take to protect yourself and your home and just my rights, as, like civil rights as a human. And um, it's been uh, it's been a little difficult. <laughs> it hasn't been easy. It's definitely been a whirlwind of just trying to fight and advocate for myself and explain to this, of course, white man, um, no hate, no shade, but he has exemplified like bigotry towards me. Um, so I know what I'm dealing with. This isn't just a figment of my imagination. My family, my friends have even chimed in and been like, this is crazy. And um, it's a work in progress. I'll keep y'all updated on that. But it genuinely comes down to, I think this person, this this landlord doesn't think I know my rights. So kicking us out for things that you can make up on your mind and put on paper, you can't actually do that <laughs> legally. And uh, the courts have done what they can to stop him from harassing me, but I'm looking for a new place to live. And as you guys know, um, the economy is not the best right now, but I also want to keep my daughter in her school, not uproot her life. So if you have any pointers of dealing with discrimination in the community, any resources that you can provide, I honestly will accept and really welcome anything. I would appreciate it. Send it my way. <clears throat> Send it to me either via DM or just find a way to reach out, connect. I would love to connect y'all. And um, I've even heard that this could turn into like a class action lawsuit. I'm not trying to make it that. I'm just trying to have a stable, peaceful place to live for me and my child. And um, I do have a right to privacy. Everyone has a right to privacy. And I really want us to always like really understand we have the the rights to fight and advocate for ourselves. Even if it means you have to ruffle a few feathers, that's just the nature of this country. And so we, we have the power and we can do it. So y'all keep me lifted up in prayer or just send some positive vibes my way as I deal with this. But God got us at the end of the day, I'm still working. My daughter's still in school. We're still doing everything that we're supposed to be doing. God is good and a keeper. And again, if you have any pointers of resources for fighting discrimination or any type of stereotype, just being mistreated and harassment in the landlord tenant world, send it my way. Appreciate y'all. All right. Um, that brings me to, you know, living with MS can be very stressful. A lot of you guys who are listening, who support this project, who are subscribed to BBM on whatever platform you all probably know already. I have multiple sclerosis MS. I talk about it all the time. Um, but working with MS is something I don't think I've actually touched base on too, too much. And there's a lot of accommodations out there for people, not just with MS, but living with any type of chronic illness, there's a lot of resources out there for us to allow us to be able to work just like everybody else, but maybe have 
some accommodations or things that we need to best fit our situation. They, they're out there, they're available. You just have to connect or ask. And that's one thing I have learned um, working in the corporate world, I guess, is I may need a change in my schedule or change in certain things that are policies within the company. But, you know, based on my condition, there's just some things I can't control. So I've worked with my physician, I've worked with my employer, and we've come up with a plan. And those things are available for anybody, again, living with any chronic illness. Um, working with MS can be, it can be tiresome. Um, it can be exhausting. I think anybody in their adult life, if you pass the age of 30, y'all probably, we all need a nap. But this type of like um, fatigue with MS can be a little different. So really making it through the whole day, it can be a little difficult, very difficult at times. And then there's weeks or days that I don't feel anything. I feel very energized and stuff like that. So making sure I have those like accommodations in place and just being upfront with my boss, um, it has helped me so far. So good. There, There's a lot of learning curves that I think not just myself, but the upper management or people on my team have to kind of adjust to. But I think as long as you have people who are willing to do that and learn more or just be understanding and patient, it can totally be done. You can totally work in this world in a corporate field or whatever your passion, whatever your job is, your career with a chronic illness, just um, communication is key and patience is key. And there's, you know, on the flip side, there's stuff that I have to learn and adjust to. Um, so it's been really interesting and insightful. And to be honest, it's been a growing experience over the years, having MS, having to say, hey, I can't come in today, but I, I'm excused for X, Y, and Z. I don't just abuse the system, but I also listen to my body. You know, that's the thing. I do feel like there have been people, employees, previous, past, current, I don't know, that have abused the system. So I get why jobs can kind of be like, let's just watch this person. Let's, let's just micromanage this person until we know. However, everybody doesn't act the same or does the same thing. And I think if you have a basis of what you're going through, proving, you know, life is really like this. For example, I really had to show them a medical document just as courtesy so that they understand I'm not making this up. A lot of people look at me and don't always know I have MS. I thank God all the time. I say it all the time. I don't look like what I'm going through all the time. Sometimes I do. I look a little rough. <laughs> um, but for the most part, God has kept me. So it's a catch-22. Um, when I do tell people I have a, a chronic illness or an autoimmune disease, people look at me like, yeah, right, please. But then as you get to know me, you probably will notice, okay, this, that, and a third. But I have to genuinely prove to people either a medical document or constantly having to, you know, get blood work or go to the doctor or whatever. I have to show people will realize over time versus just looking at me. And again, it's a catch 22. I'm not complaining about that. It's just a learning curve for all parties involved. And so working with a chronic illness with multiple uh, MS specifically can be really 
challenging, but it can be done. And people are out there that will help you and can help you. I use a lot of the National MS Society. So if you have any other chronic illness, such as like diabetes or um, cancer, anything like that, there are those like societies and organizations that are plugged in with nothing but resources. So I really encourage anybody who is listening that has any type of um, life situation like I'm going through or anything, tap in, connect with your local organizations and resources. They are there to help. That is that is exactly what they do. So they've helped me a lot. I've done a lot of um, MS walks or walk MS for years, raising money, fundraising, and on the flip side, connecting with other individuals living with MS and um, having support groups, stuff like that. It goes a long way. So tap in if you're anybody like me or you know somebody who maybe needs to tap into resources. So it can be done, y'all. It's not easy. Just like everything else in life is not easy, it really can be done. Staying in line with multiple sclerosis, um, I have also found resources that have shared information basically about having some type of like support or emotional support. And I found that I kind of wanted a dog, y'all. I got I, I got this notion to maybe get a dog. And I reached out, a few people hit me up and was like, I have a dog, I have a dog. And I ended up getting a dog. Shout out to my cousin. They let me have their dog. And he's a small dog. He is a Yorkie mis- mixed with Brie on Friche. I, I'm probably butchering that name completely. But he is a mix. He's more so Yorkie mix, but he's all white and um, creamish color. Super cute. Very energetic. Very hyper. He's a lap dog. Not a big dog that's like super chill. He's like super emotional and like affectionate. Not emotional. More so affection, I should say. And super cute. He has been a joy so far over the week. Definitely an adjustment. I'm never... I've never had an animal before. I've never had anything more than a fish, y'all. Like, (laughs) and sometimes even that was a little bit much. But I'm realizing that, you know, reading up on the MS Society, seeing that you can have like some type of support animal, it has so far helped me. And it's only been one week. We're we're one week deep, y'all. It's not that much. But so far, just going out and having him... um, just having to go out on walks and things like that on a regular basis, a few times a day. It's really nice. So far, so good. Y'all keep me in prayer though, because it's still an adjustment. It's still like another whole child. So I already have one kid, (laughs) single mom over here. But again, there are some um, benefits that I'm looking forward to with getting this new dog. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how everything plays out. And I'm just trying to keep a positive attitude about it. But so far, he's a really good, happy, affectionate dog. And um, I need some advice on how to train him. He's not really trained yet as far as like um, sit, lay. He doesn't really follow those commands quite yet. And But there's other little things that I'm working on. And it's only been one week again. But so far, 
I'm really trying to get him trained so that things I think will go a little bit smoother in the crib <laughs> and he can adjust a little bit better. I can adjust a little bit better. But my daughter, Gigi, is in love with this little dog. The other thing is we don't know his name. So when we got him, his name is Spot. Gigi really likes Spot, Spotty. I like the name Fluffy. Y'all let me know which name is better. We could just keep it a Spot, Spotty. That's what Gigi calls him. She loves having an animal in the house or just some other type of companion that she can play with, run around with. I mean, they've been having a ball every single day so far. So we'll see how long that lasts, <laughs> you know, kids and their attention span. But I think it'll be good for her to also learn some responsibility. I've been given some advice that she can also help with learning more chores, um, helping out with feeding him, making sure his water and his food bowl stays full or, you know, she's in charge of that schedule, if you will. So just trying to teach kids some responsibility at a younger age. That's my goal right now. So yeah, help me figure out a name for this dog. I'm thinking G's going to make us keep the name Spotty, which is totally fine. If that's who he is, that's who he is. <laughs> and um, I'm learning to just change my thoughts, change the way I um, speak to myself, the way I think about myself or others. I've said it before, like I want to change my mindset or I'm working on changing my mindset, but it's one thing to actually just say it. And then there's another to actually be putting it into practice. So every day, you know, positive affirmations, that's real. That is so real, y'all. Like I'm learning that. I'm learning to start saying some affirmations and just speaking more, like more kind words, kind thoughts to myself, being more compassionate to myself. And then that in turn will change, I think, the outlook on everyone else too. Those moments that are really frustrating aren't as frustrating when my thought process, our thought process are changing in a more positive mindset. Not unrealistic. I, I'm definitely well aware of what's really happening in my world at that particular time, but still being able to channel my emotions and keep it in line and if I could do it, y'all could do it. I'm really preaching and teaching to myself as usual, but just trying to shed some light, drop a gem. If anybody needs any of that type of encouragement, changing our thoughts and what we actually say out of our mouths, not just going through the motions of I'm changing this, I'm renewing my mind. Yeah, so how? And this is how I'm doing it. And I think y'all should jump on it too. Let me know if you have any other good like you know positive affirmations that you say to yourself let's share them let's share it together i don't know let me know um there has been some talk about the pandemic finally coming to an end and i can't express how excited i am for Mr. Joe Biden to go ahead and put it into that. I didn't even know we were still in the, like, I guess, official state of emergency for all this time, but um, it is what it is. And I saw it on the shade room that it's looking like in 2023, 
they are sometime this year, hopefully in the near future, going to go ahead and put an end to that state of emergency where I think it's time for us to like move on. Do I think the pandemic is fully over? I'm not sure. I'm not um, a doctor, but I do know that it has been, it's been a while. It's been too long. I'm kind of, I'm over it and I'm ready for the pandemic to be over. And yeah, um, any, I haven't really been feeling like there's been any stipulations still as far as the pandemic is concerned, but um, let's go ahead and, and put an end to that, y'all. Press, Mr. President, let's, let's put an end to that. Um, again, I don't know when he said he was going to do that, but it looks like it's coming very soon or happening very, very soon. Um, I also wanted to talk about the death of Tyree Nichols. I am learning more information over time, over the few weeks that I have, like, gained this information. Um, it's a tragic story. If you don't know the story, I would definitely, like, Google it, look it up. You can even look on the shade room. They got it all over the place. <laughs> but it's a sad story. It seems like police brutality is happening, not just from our white cops, <laughs> but also black cops, which is so hard to talk about when it, we're in Black History Month right now. It's February 2023. I hate to bring that up, but it is what it is. It's not fair just to address when it's happening with white people, but, you know, we got to be fair. I don't know if there was something deeper to that story. Um, again, I'm still learning some information and I'm not a news reporter, but it's just tragic. And I do feel like, again, back to abuse of power and authority, some people just don't deserve to have a badge. I don't know how that happens, that you abuse your power to that extent, but it doesn't make any sense. And I really want it to end. I want to be able to trust our police force. I want to be able to say the police are here to protect us from violence and all of that negativity. But it's been hard to say that across the board for years. So is the justice system really made and designed for um, protecting our rights as everybody is concerned? Or is it really designed for a specific race? Things that make you go, hmm. So. We'll talk about that in the future and see what happens. Um, pandemic is ending, though, so I'm looking forward to that. We'll see what happens or if any changes come about with him making an official end of the state of emergency. We'll see what happens, y'all. All right. Um, with everything that's been going on, it's super weird in the country. It's super weird right now. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's really just odd, but dating, dating has been an area that I'm like, I'm almost scared to date. And I don't know if y'all understand what I mean, or if anybody's felt like this recently, but I'm genuinely like the dating pool obviously has a lot of piss in it. Talked about that before, run that back a few seasons or episodes ago, not seasons, episodes. <laughs> we know that it's really like people's just weird 
but I'm scared actually, y'all. Today, I'm a little nervous and very hesitant. Today, I could meet a person. I'm changing where I meet these people because I want a different outcome. So I got to change some stuff about what I've been doing. But even with that, I'm like, I'm not super comfortable with jumping out of my comfort zone. So it's it's nerve wracking all across the board, if that makes sense. Sharing new information, giving um, a new person details about your life, my life. I'm very hesitant these days. You never know. And I have a child involved. So I really try and keep my daughter away from people. I mean, she knows I have friends, guy friends, girlfriends. But as far as like any boyfriends, I've tried to shield her as much as I can. Unless we were very serious. Um, and as she gets older, I definitely don't want to bring just anyone around her. So trying to date with all of that, a lot of variables, I'm very hesitant. And it's not like we don't get, you know, I don't get inquiries. I definitely do. But I'm just like, I'm really not into it right now. Um, I don't know. I think I need to have a more open mind and not let the anxiety or the what ifs get too, you know, out of control in my mind. And if y'all understand what I'm saying, let me know. Give me some pointers. Give me some advice of how to jump back out there into the dating field after a relationship, after failed relationships, stuff like that. I'm trying to be open-minded. Take time also for me. I've been a social or a serial dater. I don't know. I don't even know what to label myself, but maybe a serial dater where I'm in relationships. And I don't even know how it happens. It just happens. But I really am trying to get to the point of getting to know myself as grown Margie, mom Margie, like hardworking, full-time employee Margie, podcaster Margie. There's so many other things. So I really need to get comfortable with myself before keep dating. And I don't know if y'all, anybody listening, I feels like maybe we just need to get comfortable with ourselves, figure out what we, like, what do we like right now? What do I like right now? Because what I used to like is not the same. Things have changed. So I can't keep going to the same places to meet people or have the same type of relationships. I'm changing. So I think other areas of my life need to change as well in a more positive way, of course. But I I, I don't know. Being patient with myself while I'm going through these changes and then accepting that I don't always have to have a relationship or be dating with somebody or dating somebody to be okay. And neither do y'all. That's for men and women too. I know men don't have the same type of mindset all the time. The more women y'all have, it seems like it's like the better. But me personally, mm -mm, no, I get exhausted. So. I think this year, 2023, is going to be about like not dating, intentionally not dating until I figure out what it is I'm looking for, what it is I like, and maybe encourage some of y'all to do the same thing. And we can kind of clean up this little dating pool. I mean, we can't do everything. We don't have all of that power, but we can do what we can. And I'm doing what I can to change the narrative, y'all. It's time to change the narrative for real. And, um, 
I'm looking forward to it. It's got to be a godsend. If it's going to work, friendships, relationships, it's got to be godsend for sure. All right. So with that being said, we're all about like, you know, I'm all about improving life, improving my mind, my soul, my spirit, my body, all 2023, changing the narrative. Can't say it enough. I've stopped getting my nails done. Obviously in the uh, 2022, last year, that's when the inflation really started getting bad. Everyone's aware of inflation now. But I stopped getting my nails done last year because money was acting a little funny. And I can honestly say I don't miss setting my two-week appointments, three-week appointments. I don't miss sitting in a salon. I don't miss having to wait all the time. I don't always miss, I definitely don't miss the overpriced cost of nails. I saw it the other day on the shade room, of course. Um, a celebrity was posting that she paid like 170 for a full set. And I was like, that's almost $200 when you add the tip, if you tip or whatever. $200 for a nail set, like a full set for your nails, got me all twisted and jumbled up right now because I can't even believe you didn't get your pedicure. She didn't say, she said she didn't get a pedicure. No, I no special extra stuff. The nails maybe had a little design, but it wasn't anything, you know, exuberant. So 170 for just your nails is almost like sickening. It makes me want to puke because that's crazy. That's more than a bill. That's more than some of my bills. So that, and don't let the nail fall off or be lifting within two to three weeks. That's wild, y'all. That's crazy. I don't miss none of that. The cost of nails is OD. So I'm wondering if I will ever go back or just make it, you know, special occasion type thing. I've also started dipping and dabbing with my sister who's in cosmetology school right now. She is, um, sh she's practicing like full sets on top of learning hair braiding, all that stuff. She invested in a nail kit, a gel kit with the like light, the lamp, the nail sets, various types of nails, clear, colored, different shapes, short, long, round, oval, square. Um, it was a decent price for the starter kit because it comes with everything you need, like the dehydrator, the applications of like putting on acrylic nails or just doing the press on nails and using the UV light. I, I tested it out for about a week, I had these nails on and it was no problem. So I'm thinking like just investing in buying a nail kit at home can go really like far. All that money, that that set that she paid on the shave room that the celebrity, I think was Nasika Kalasia, you know, Fetty Wap's uh, baby mom, one of his baby moms. <laughs> um, she's from Love and Hip Hop, 170 that could have been towards the whole nail kit. And I can just keep doing my, we can keep doing our nails. Like we can do this y'all. It really wasn't hard at all. My sister showed me one or two nails, but I did a few myself and they lasted again a whole week. And if you know, you wanna take the time to do it every single week or just do it when you want a nail set and then take them off when you don't. It's so much more like cost efficient and time, it, it, you can make your own time, make your own schedule, make your own appointment. So you get your time back essentially when you want to do your nails. I don't know, I'm just thinking 
with this inflation that happened last year and everything with the economy, there's ways I think we can take our our everything back, our money back, our time back, and really make it about us and turning it into something more productive or just learning even a new skill. Like who knew I would be able to learn how to do nails, acrylic nails, or just even press on gel nails. So that's something new that I can do, some new type project hobby, but it also is saving me time and money. So I'm encouraging y'all look it up. I'll come back with the name of that um, kit that we used because it was bomb and I would highly recommend it for real. Um, so yeah, cost of nails, OD, we're not doing that anymore. We're doing our own nails. We're investing in our own stuff, our own businesses. Uh, yeah, all 2023. That's, that's the vibe I'm on. So again, I'll find that name for y'all. If you're interested, let me know, reach out. And if I don't follow up again, find me reach out. I'll find the name of that nail kit that we used. It was bomb. It was super cute. Managing our money all 2023. I think it's one thing for us or for me. I used to pray like, God, please increase my finances. Give me more money. Give me more money. Higher paying job. A God will come through. Um, A bonus will come through. Tax will come through. Tax refund. Something will come through. But I think my prayer, or I know my prayer for this year, after having some financial counseling, meeting with a friend of mine that does financial advising, I need to learn to manage my money. I'm praying, God, please help me manage my money better this year and going forward. Help me to handle not only the increase in my finances, but know what to do with my finances and not just spend it all on crab legs and acrylic nails and eyelashes. No, no, no. There's so much more to life. I think that was a phase and it was cool and it's cute. Shout out to you if you're still into that phase, but I promise you it's just a season because (laughs) it adds up real quick. So managing my money, using spreadsheets. I use a spreadsheet at work all the time with budgets. And I was like, okay, well, I could do this at home. So I'm starting to use spreadsheets, Excel spreadsheets to put every single bill, monthly bill together, see how much I spend every month, my expenses, then putting together like my needs versus wants. Just, you know, inflation hacks that I talked about on last week's episode or the previous episode of BBM Run That Back if you missed any type of inflation hacks. But, you know, shopping at more inexpensive stores, I should say, less expensive stores. So um, dollar store instead of Target or Walmart sometimes. Aldi instead of Giant or uh, Wegman sometimes based on my my finances for that week or my budget. So God help me, please, because I have a spending problem, a spending habit, and we're going to get out of that. So all this um, beginning of this year, January, I spoke a lot of positivity like things. I stopped saying, oh, I'm broke. I need to pay this bill. I can't pay it. No, I started speaking like, oh, that will get paid. This bill will get paid. Rent will be paid. You know, I I may not have had the actual money in my bank account yet or the money in my hand. But once I started just like trusting that God will get it done or it's on the horizon, it's in the works. Sure enough, it's been happening. Things have been getting paid. Money has been coming through. 
And so I think just changing my, um, not just my thoughts and what I say to myself, but the power of the tongue is so real. There's a book that I read called Power of the Tongue. Shout out to the author. I got to find the author's name. I read it a long time ago, like twice, but look that up if you're interested. There is a lot of power of the tongue and it's a great book, great read. It's also very true. So once I started changing that all of January, I feel like things have started to really just improve. Just wanted to drop that gem. All right. So you guys, I did find that name of the book. Uh, it's actually called The Tongue, A Creative Force. It's written by Charles Caps. Again, Google it. It's on, I think, Amazon. But The Tongue, A Creative Force, basically outlining that there is power of the tongue. So wrapping things up, as always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for everybody who has been following this project. Remember to subscribe, like, comment, share anytime you see BBM on Instagram or any platform, YouTube, TikTok, all that jazz. Please, as always, subscribe. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. And until next time, bye.